2: Welcome to Analog Jones and the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers and behind the scenes. And it's week three of a very Busey Christmas. Hooray!
1: And we've got another appearance by Gary. Third appearance of Gary Busey this month. Well, he's
2: just so big. He overshadows everyone.
1: Yes, he is a star. This week we're watching Eye of the Tiger.
0: Gary Busey is Buck Matthews. After four years in Nam and three years in prison, he's come home to find his family and his worst enemy waiting for him. What for God's sake's wrong, well, you people? Don't you know what's going on out there? You know, it don't matter how we wish things were. It matters how we deal with how they are. made a big mistake, Matthews. You know, nobody ever stood up to them before. They are going to take a person. Sometimes when I was in prison, i get a feeling you know, just before something bad would happen. Yeah, but... Yeah. These people killed my wife. And nobody's doing a thing about it. Do me a favor, huh? Get out of this town. Let these maggots have it. I'm not running. They're just playing with you, you know. Soon enough, they're gonna kill you. I know you'd be around here somewhere. You got a plan? I'm praying for vengeance. Fist to fist, and only one will survive. You and me! Gary Busey, Yafet Koto, Eye of the Tiger. Of oh, the Tiger From nineteen
2: eighty-seven? Am I right? 86. No, eighty-six. Yes, 87's the crash. That's yes. what I'm thinking of. And speaking of crash, we've got a motorcycle gang. This movie I had never heard of ever. Just
1: never even heard of. I I know when we were planning Busey Christmas, I scrolled through Gary Busey's list and Jake Busey's list to see which tapes would be fun for us to talk about. And I probably scrolled right past this without even thinking about it. And I never heard of it. I had definitely never seen it. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those, Under the radar '80s movies that Gary Busey toplined.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I again, I never heard of this. The first time I ever saw this was in VHS video cover art by Thomas Hodge, and I love this book. If anyone's, if anyone's a big VHS person and you can, you know, just blow thirty dollars on a picture book, basically, this one's well worth it. Most of his VHS collection in this is from UK. The UK's got some great covers. Uh, they they went all out. I guess the US... We have a lot of great covers, but ours are a little bit more conservative. Ours are more pictures, whereas the
1: uh, international, I guess, covers are animated, you know, drawn, yeah. hand-drawn stuff. We don't get as much of that. We see that more, I think, in our posters than we do our cover arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's unfortunate, because usually they painted ones are absolutely incredible
2: (laughs) yeah it's had a little bit of a revival yeah we're seeing it more now yeah for sure well because they know that people will well this is interesting too now um when it comes to netflix and shutter and all these streaming i am now going through it like i used to in the old video store i'm like what cover looks interesting if it's a photo skip 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 if i see a floating head fuck you you
1: know what like one has right now if you, if you guys are s- streaming stuff all the time uh the one that has kind of the best cover arts and like judging a book by its cover cover arts go through voodoo in their free section yes. yeah. it is just like stepping into a video store it is exactly the same as stepping into a video store.
2: <laughs> Voodoo is my favorite uh, just like streaming, like rental streaming service, uh, not, you know, like Netflix or actually my favorite streaming service right now is kind of Shudder. Shutter is great. I love Voodoo. Tubi TV is really fun too. I don't know if you've checked that one out. I've started to hear more about it.
1: It has a. It's free. It's totally free to download, yeah, mm-hmm. and all the movies are free to stream. The only problem or thing there is is there's commercials in the movie, but the movies are uncut still. They're just commercials. You know, every half hour or whatever. It's not. It's not bad if you're watching something for free. But they had the weird shit like they've got full moon movies on there now. They had Cherry 2000 on there. I remember catching that after we talked about it. Um,
2: but uh, yeah, like.
1: Those are the fun streaming services right now,
2: <laughs> yeah, the the free ones that have the bizarre films, like uh, Vidmark has a, a streaming where they just show their stuff free with ads, yeah, and it's crazy. you know, like you can catch the dentist and dentist too on there. Why would you not want to, guys <laughs> yeah why would
1: why would you want to miss an opportunity to watch the two dentist films for free tonight? Woo. <laughs>
2: Oh, teeth horror. I can't. It's a very small subgenre that I don't like. Oh yeah, no, those movies are
1: grody, man. Those movies really? freak me out.
2: Anyway, let's let's get to another form of grody. I'd say more greasy. This greasy, movie, yeah. Sweaty, sweaty and greasy. <laughs> a lot of sand.
1: Yeah, I can uh, imagine a lot of sand being stuck to sweat in yes. this. Uh, <laughs> sand stuck to sweat is the genre we're watching this week.
2: <laughs> yeah, brought to us directed by Richard Seraphine. Seraphon? I don't know. I, uh,
1: I, w- I went to turn this tape over, and I can't read the credits, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, but uh, I recognized no one who worked on this movie. I knew Gary Busey and Yafet Koto, and that was it. I did not know anyone who worked on this movie.
2: Nah, the director was mostly a TV guy.
1: Okay, I, while we're talking about that, just to kind of jump in on the movie, the beginning of this, I thought we were watching a TV movie. I, like, the music, the way it starts, I thought this was, like, a made-for, maybe cable, because there's, there's a lot of shits in early on in the movie, so I thought it was a made-for-cable movie. Yeah.
2: Uh, basically, you just call it a made-for-video movie because it was supposed to get a theater release. They pulled it. Uh, the distributor's like, no, just package it and throw it in video stores. And, and in 86, this is a Wild Wild West. Yeah. So it was just, like, throw that shit out there and then, like compete with that's why the cover art in this is crazy because they had a trash action film and i'm not going to dig on this movie i can't believe this movie's not more well known
1: i'm, I'm right there with you i am i'm ready to start the cult of eye of the tiger right yeah. right here right now <sighs>
2: oh, I, i'm kind of like i really just want to get into this but we're gonna stick to our structure yes, so, so,
1: <laughs> so just
2: matt please Please tell them about the box art.
1: Yes, before we get into the movie here too much, uh, let's take a look at the box. We watched, because this is kind of a harder one to come across, uh, we've watched the Japanese clamshell release of this. So if you look up Eye of the Tiger, Japanese clamshell, we could post pictures of it too. Oh, I
2: definitely will.
1: Uh, but uh, it, is, it is Eye of the Tiger, and we have our villain with his motorcycle gang kind of underneath him and Gary Busey's head kind of looming over it with an explosion happening behind him. You have my money. Done. Well, done. Yeah. Like, that's that's it. You have a giant clamshell, a big-ass Gary Busey head with an explosion behind him and a motorcycle gang coming through the sand with just a bunch of Japanese text over it. I would have picked this
2: one up, too. <laughs> yeah. And um, so... <laughs> We we don't have oh that's yeah we don't have a synopsis for this film. Um, no, not to read on the back. So if you flip over to the back, you
1: see a picture of the motorcycle gang and um, action scenes, explosions. Basically, <laughs> that is uh, that is what you get with this cover. Uh, and actually, even if there was, even if we could read Japanese, which we can't because we're not smart people, but uh, if we could read Japanese. There's no synopsis on here anyway at no. all. It's just
2: a little bit of text on here. So I found it on some, what is that? CritoOnline.com? That's uh, just one of these other VHS. So we've got a tagline. of This is lucky too because I looked for this earlier and I just accidentally found this. But uh, we've got a tagline of "Nam was hell, prison unbearable, but coming home meant murder.
1: How could you not want to see this movie? Like, all the pieces are here.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It, the, even the U.S. cover, which I love in the upper left, has a sticker that says "USA." Well, that's the that's the releasing company.
1: That's that's who put it out. I think at the time.
2: I don't know who is it.
1: U- USA. Oh, is USA a, is oh a distributor. Was a distributor in the eighties. Yeah.
2: Oh no shit, really?
1: Yeah, they did a lot of animated stuff. They put out a lot of like collections of like animated tapes. Like, if he looks the cat and shit like that.
2: Well, it looks like uh, Kevin Thompson from the LA Times likes it. It's Busey's back in top form.
1: I mean, he is. <laughs> yeah, he's in shape. He's in shape. He's sharp. He's, he's great in this.
2: Yeah, he's got a leading man look in this. Yes. Yeah, so we've got a synopsis of Buck Matthews, played by Gary Busey, fights the system, and with support of an old friend, uh, Yafet Koto. Is it Yafet? think so yeah it's like because the ph makes a okay uh becomes the lone symbol of justice in a small texas town riddled with the corruption of a ruthless sheriff out of prison for a crime he didn't commit buck returns to his hometown hoping to settle down with his wife and daughter but this is not to be when the sanctity of his home is murderously violated by a sadistic gain of drug running bikers. Buck is forced into escalating battle of vengeance, of violence and action. Now vengeance must be his or all will be lost. Full length. Fu- <laughs> this is a full length feature film just, to, you know. Well, probably, you
1: know. probably because it never came to theaters. And people were like, what the fuck is this? Approximate
2: <laughs> yeah. running time, 90 minutes. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect running time. Perfect run time for this kind of movie.
1: <laughs> if you showed me this box and read me that description, I'd have this movie so fucking fast that... Like <laughs> um, So if you need to see this movie, it is available from a shout factory uh four set which has a uh, cyclone alienator and exterminator 2 on it it also has eye of the tiger um man alienator Whew. <laughs> that's yeah that's it's, a movie yeah so uh that's how you can see this right now if you're interested in seeing it and i definitely recommend that you do um but yeah this vhs is kind of weird and we had to get a japanese version to take a look at here and so when you pop in the japanese version of this they don't do trailers like we do trailers (laughs) there is a trailer at the beginning of this film but it is it just kind of starts you don't really you have like one logo maybe one fbi warning or something like that you know all in japanese so i don't know what it says and then we get an anime trailer
0: 옛날 어린이들은 포한, 마마, 전쟁 등이 가장 무서운 재앙이었으나 현대의 어린이들은 무분별한 불량 불법 비디오를 시청함으로써 비행 청소년이 되는 무서운 결과를 초래하게 됩니다. 우수한 영상 매체인 비디오를 바르게 선택 활용하여 맑고 고운 심성을 가꾸도록 우리 모두가 다른 길잡이가 되어야겠습니다. 한 편의 비디오, 사람의 미래를 바꾸어 놓을 수도 있습니다
1: but i don't speak again japanese
2: i don't know what film this is i have no idea yeah we have i can play you a little bit of it but you're not going to understand it it's just a you know someone it's, it's japanese oh. it's it's
1: got a japanese narrator over some japanese dialogue and they show the title but it's in japanese characters so i don't know there's a movie
2: before <laughs> well i was really worried when i put in this tape when i originally bought it and i'm like uh oh it's all gonna be in japanese uh (laughs) Uh,
1: and then after that trailer we get the song eye of the tiger uh played oh i forgot to mention that the translation of the japanese title is survival so the japanese title of this movie is survival Ah. And Eye of the Tiger is the American title. So this is called Survival there. Um, we get a little clip show with but, Eye, of Ti- yeah. Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh, song Eye of the Tiger. But we get a little clip show of the hi- action highlights from the movie with Eye of the Tiger playing, which leads directly into the film starting.
2: <laughs> I was so confused because I was like, this son of a bitch sold me a tape With the Eye of the Tiger Japanese box art, and then, like, it's got a trailer montage of Eye of the Tiger, and then it would have been like, thank you for buying, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I was like, what is this? And then, luckily, the movie came on, and the movie abruptly starts.
1: Yes, it is, like, frame one from the end of that montage, the action montage. I've never seen anything like it before. I don't know if all these Japanese tapes are like this, or if it was just specifically this movie, or if it's
2: Company that put this out, does this. I don't know. But it was insane. So let's, uh, yeah, let's let's break this thing down. And unlike Predator 2 and Surviving the Game, this is more of going to be like a, hey, we're going to talk about this film. Like, not scene to scene, but basically kind of.
1: We'll tell you kind of what's happening in this movie because I'm assuming you haven't seen it.
2: Yeah, and before we do that, Pipeworks is going to help me tell the story. <laughs> Thank you, Pipeworks Beer, for Lizard King, which is a fucking amazing can art.
1: Pipeworks, and not because they sponsor uh, our film festival, but oh, <laughs> Pipeworks. Wait, wait, wait. What's that film festival called The again? Windy City Horrorama Film Festival happening April 26, 2019 at the Davis Theater. Um, Pipeworks, besides being our sponsor, is amazing because they're they're fucking branding on their can is like a vhs art like it's amazing yes they're they're the best not only is just their branding great and they're awesome sponsors to work with their beer's good (laughs) they've they got it all they are the total package
2: yeah so if you haven't tried pipeworks i mean this isn't a pipeworks commercial but
1: now it is now it is yeah
2: fucking drink pipeworks what's wrong with you
1: do it like it's the it's the best beer it's the best beer
2: (laughs) you know it's a you know a good time to drink pipeworks is while watching a movie at the Windy City (laughs) Horrorama. Exactly. Especially because
1: it's 50% off. (laughs) I don't know if we're doing that promotion again this year. It's going to be like a deal, but I don't know if it's 50%. (laughs) I make the rules, but I don't know what the rules are. (laughs) I got to talk to the other people that help me make the rules. (laughs) Anyway,
2: you want to know a movie that doesn't have
1: rules? Eye the Tiger, starring Gary fucking Busey. Uh, Since we're going to get started in this movie, I'll just say it. like Gary Busey, pre-accident, was such a good actor. Like... It's kind of a shame that he went kind of cuckoo because he's so good at this. I mean, I know it's like a it's a meathead action movie, but he's good in it. Like he is a good actor. He's a handsome leading man. He's he's got it all. He's a
2: star in this movie. Yeah, he he's together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's you can tell he can go off at any time he wants, but it's you know him choosing to go off. He's in control yeah. of himself as an actor. Yes, he is. And it, the movie starts off very odd with a montage of two men, one obviously blue collar, and one in like a white over the top suit, and it, they're just putting on their clothes in prison. And you're like, uh, what? Uh, at this point, Ashley
1: was watching the Beginning of this with me, and she just said to me, She goes, Did they just get done fucking? And I was like, I don't know what's happening at this point. No, pardon and me. And then I saw him empty the envelope, and I was like, Oh, they're gonna go to prison. But at first, I was like, Maybe,
2: <laughs> yeah. At first, I, I was like, What just what are we doing? <laughs> like, it's so strange to start. Like, what a choice mm-hmm. to like, start your movie that way. Like, I, I get it, you know. But I don't get it, because later on it shows them walking out of prison. I go, that's how you started. Yeah, I don't need to
1: see them getting dressed in, like... Like uh the, the I forget the guy's name now. Uh
2: I don't know. The over top Miami drug lord.
1: Yeah, the over top Miami drug lord like just grabs his dick like meaty grab. Like a meaty grab and just yeah. like moves the shit around in there and I was like, What are we what how are we starting this movie? <laughs> yeah, it was like
2: a baseball player, but at least when they do it it's because, you know, their jock strap and cup is like irritating them. This guy's just like all of it. Yeah, it's just
1: like I gotta grab every piece of my dick. Dick and balls and just move them around a bunch.
2: <laughs> ew. It was. It was gross. I, I think I literally out loud went, ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they get out, and you know, this guy's like got the most stereotypical Miami Cuban. This is basically Scarface.
0: You gotta come with me to Miami. I'll make you rich. Uh, hey, legitimate. I swear. My family got lots of legitimate business, man sure they do Ah, thanks but uh no thanks oh shit buck what i gotta do to pay you back huh just forget it i can't forget it man you don't stop those monkeys i've been breathing out the side of my neck man huh I'll see you later thanks for the ride shit buck you're gonna drive me nuts
1: yeah i was gonna say scarface is exactly what this actor is portraying i think he's actually spanish though unlike Al Pacino, who is Italian, <laughs> yeah, uh, I th- because he speaks, uh, well, he speaks in Spanglish in the movie. So make
2: sure if we're gonna get a character playing Cuban, they're not Cuban, because <laughs> uh, it's it's because he's got a Cuban, the stereotypical Cuban accent right. from Florida. Like it's they're not hiding it. It's yeah. it's almost obnoxious. Yes, but he's begging Gary Busey to let him pay him back because we find out. Gary Busey saved his life in prison. He was, right. He's got a scar on his neck, and they were going to kill him. And Gary Busey being the hero that he is, this is the first example of him being a hero. Right. We even later find out uh, that
1: he is in prison, wrongfully so. I think the back says for a crime he didn't commit. He did commit a crime. It was self-defense at a bar.
2: Yeah, which they glaze over in the movie, like forty five minutes into the movie. Yeah, because
1: I was curious too. I was like, "What did he go to prison for?" Like, obviously, I was like, "He's defending somebody," you know. But like, he says it was self defense at the bar, and the yeah. sheriff just had it out for him because he was a Vietnam vet. Wasn't
2: that the story behind? Uh, wasn't that the story behind Con Air? Oh yeah, isn't it? What isn't he a Marine that like got into a bar fight and it went too far, and then he got put in prison and grew a mullet? <sighs>
1: I think so, but I do get my Bruckheimer movies from that time confused, so that might be the plot of another movie. But it's very likely that it's Con air. <laughs> oh
2: my God, did, did Jerry Bruckheimer just like get you know drunk with one of his you know wild sex parties? Maybe, or like he's just like, I love I love that I love movie the the scary beauty performance.
1: I mentioned it at the beginning too. It's basically the Punisher as well. The Punisher comes back to his family and they yeah. die and then he has to get revenge. It's the same thing,
2: and Punisher is a Vietnam
1: vet, much like. So this is this is our first Punisher movie. This is Frank
2: Castle. This is our first Punisher movie. (laughs) This is a a nicer Frank Castle.
1: Uh, Well, this is a better Frank Castle than the Dolph Lundgren movie we got. You shut your mouth. You (laughs) shut your mouth.
2: I like that movie. But this is a better movie. Don't you ever say that again. That Um, movie is so fucking bonkers. I like
1: that movie. It's no Thomas Jane, which is also then no for phrase stevenson i like the the punisher movies get better as they go on
2: (laughs) and i love how you're the you're one of the few people on earth who say that because most people hate the thomas jane one yeah most people don't even know the other one exists
1: the people who have seen war zone
2: are on the same team with me but not a lot of people have seen it so (laughs) no i've seen the first five minutes and then i had to go so it was on on hbo one day and oh, okay. I watched it, and I go, what the fuck is this? And they're like, we got to go. And I'm like, no. <laughs>
1: it's banana pants. Yeah. Uh, it's so, so back bad. into
2: this movie, Um, non-Frank Castle, actually Frank Castle, Uh, is, he, so the sheriff is his, Um, oh, shit, what's that called when you got to meet with someone? Sponsor or, uh, not sponsor. No, that's uh, alcoholics.
1: Uh, probation officer. Probation officer. He yeah. is the sheriff of the town. He is going back to which is a shitty town, but he doesn't want to leave because it's home. Uh, the sheriff is his, also his probation officer. But
2: which, I sheriff... don't even know if uh, Seymour Castle. Castle? It's either Castle or Castle. Um, I can't take him serious because of all the Wes Anderson movies.
1: Oh, see, I can't take him seriously because one of the first introductions of him, he has his shirt open. <laughs> He's laying on a couch with his hand in his, in his pants, pants on his dick
2: like <laughs> but I, and i was like movie, oh
1: this guy's gross
2: <laughs> this movie just refuses to let you forget it's for men and also
1: like all the bad guys have to be the most just toxic masculinity yeah. aggro males ever
2: <laughs> yeah this was definitely one on uh Trump's list to watch. <laughs> this except, is how he this is how he pumps up for like uh speeches. Except I don't think I
1: think Gary Busey is actually kind of like restrained a little bit in this because the hyper masculinity is in the villains this time. It's not like it's not like a Schwarzenegger true, movie true. where the 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 lead guy is like the the alpha male the alpha males are kind of the biker gang and he is just getting his revenge
2: on them so this is more of a george w bush movie maybe more of that like, mm, i love this i'm gonna do some coke watch some gary Busey.
1: yeah yeah i think this is definitely more that this is more like coke and like people who get off on revenge movies which is me yeah i'm like uh, <laughs> that is me i am that audience i uh,
2: literally watched a revenge movie last night in peppermint yeah, I I or two nights ago. I don't know, whatever.
1: I am obsessed with revenge movies. I get it's like a drug to me. I get a satisfaction from watching the bad guys get blown up, like like a high. I I it is. It, it, revenge movies are like a drug
2: to me. <laughs> I believe they pronounce it blowed up, blowed. Yes, when not, they get blowed not blown, up, blown,
1: blowed. Yeah, when they get blowed up, I. I get like a like a feeling. You're I get like a sensation in the base of my spine that I am addicted to. I believe they call that euphoria. Yes, I get a euphoric <laughs> sensation when I watch. You Bad hate Guys. your Nirvana <laughs> during yes. revenge
2: films. This is a fact. <laughs> this is a true
1: <laughs> statement. So once I basically kind of caught the drift, the drift of this movie because I looked nothing up before that. I just put the tape in. I just let it take me there. I did all my
2: research 30 minutes before you showed up.
1: (laughs) So I had no idea what this movie was about and when I was like, oh my god, it's a revenge movie, I got so excited. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's funny how many of them screw it up.
1: Like Peppermint. Yeah,
2: like Peppermint, (laughs) which I'm writing a review on, so I mean my review will be out way before this, but um, hopefully. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So most revenge films you need to set up who did something? Well, here's the character. They might be a little, you know, they might have a happy life or they might have had something. But either way, later on, happy life, sad life, whatever it is. Something has to be ripped away. Right. Like violently.
1: Family, uh, best friend. Um, Wife, some, husband, uh, daughter, son, whatever. Dog. A dog. Oh, We've yeah, seen that yeah. recently. And that um, was a
2: fucking amazing.
1: Yes. And that's one of my favorite uh, revenge recent things um but thank like, you Keanu. but like yeah they have something ripped away from them and then
2: whoa you killed my dog
1: and then they've got to uh go after the bad guys and yeah. that's
2: the movie and the final bad guy that dies has to be the one who committed the crime usually right peppermint um you fucked up. <laughs> so, like, you have an entire build-up, and then when they finally die, it's just like, yeah, motherfucker, you got yours. Yeah. And it's awesome.
1: Yeah. I a drug. It's a drug. Why, why it's a drug.
2: Do, yeah. Why do so many revenge films fuck it up? This one does not. No, it does not. At
1: all. This one delivers, because he comes this back- This one
2: follows the template. It goes a little off course sometimes, but it follows the template well.
1: He comes back, and you know you see he's being shit on by his probation officer, but he has his family. He has his wife and kid, and uh, he they are you know very warm and welcoming to him. And of course, this motorcycle gang, which has taken over the town since he's left, since he's left, since he went to prison, they have take they run everything. They have they have the sheriff, they have the mayor, they have everybody in their pocket, yeah. And they run the town because they bring in money with the drugs. Um, they're doing they're selling cocaine um cocaña which gary busey did all of on set <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe not no at this time.
2: i i you know what i don't think he was into it at this at point at this point uh, but who someone in the movie says cocaña and i was like oh god <laughs> cocaine <laughs> <laughs> i think it was at the beginning because i think the you know the over the top scarface He's like, come to Miami, have some cocaine. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Uh,
1: but so his family is then ripped from him by the yeah. motorcycle gang. The motorcycle gang kills his wife.
2: Well, the, the reason they do it is because he comes to town. Oh, yes, I'm forgetting. He, he comes to town... And of course, immediately a woman is almost raped because this is an eighties film. And it's and it's a motorcycle game. Yeah, it's a so nurse who's almost raped. He saves the day by, I don't know, punching him in the face. Well, he
1: literally they're they're like they've got her kind of in
2: oh, was there a a car graveyard yeah. type thing,
1: and they're they're cycling around her and they have the motorcycles going around her and she's trapped in there and then they all come at her. Gary Busey takes his pickup truck Fucking drives over a bunch of cars yeah. and smash lands right in the middle. And I was like, I'm going to like this movie.
2: And that's why his truck's messed up. Right. Later on in the film, we'll talk about He this. flies so
1: hard without doing anything. The top of it, like, what's that called? The, uh, the hood. The hood. The hood flies off the car he doesn't even do anything yet and the hood is gone (laughs) yeah because he flies so hard over the other cars it was awesome
2: it's like i'm like oh car movie we're watching a car movie a car and motorcycle movie okay
1: okay (laughs) i love it pickups versus motorcycles and i'm all in for it
2: (laughs) so the motorcycle gang bad guy which is played so well by William Smith of Columbia, Missouri, Missouri, shout out. Um, he plays a character called Blade. Oh, so original.
1: Yeah.
2: Is, is I mean, he was bald. So I was like, maybe they, you know, Blade? Why Blade?
1: Well, he's not bald. He's got hair only on the back of his head.
2: Yeah, he has
1: like a mohawk almost because it's like just in the middle. It's like a it's like a landing strip on the back of his head. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It's wonderful. Yeah, (laughs) he looks Uh, like he stepped straight out of a a uh, Mad Max movie for sure.
2: But it's not a it's not a mohawk. No, it's it's
1: just the back of his head.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, like what? Like call him rat tail? I don't know. Like. But Blade. Yeah, Blade. So when he, do you think they maybe tried to shave a knife into the back of his head?
1: I don't know what it is. I love it, though. I love the choice. I don't care what it, it's supposed it's to be. It's definitely but, a choice. It's
2: a wonderful fucking
1: choice. Um, but he walked on screen, and he, he sort of revealed as like the head of the gang, because he's standing in front of them. He's giving them orders. I was expecting this, though, to be, like, a famous person,
2: and then yeah. that guy came out like, who's that guy? <laughs> this reminds me of the Arnold movie, um, Commando. Commando, thank this you. This yep, reminds me. I couldn't me, remember it either. Yeah. This reminds me. <laughs> like, I've seen that yeah. one. <laughs> this reminds me of Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger when you get to the final bad guy, and you're like, really? This? Like... I love Commando, but the final bad guy at the very end, you're like, that's ah, not really who I see you fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of that situation where it's like, I want this guy to be like a famous character actor. Not like famous, famous, not like Gary Busey famous, but like, I don't know the guy's name, but I've seen him in stuff. I've never seen William Smith in anything ever before. so has <laughs> no, got
2: over 300 acting credits,
1: but I, and I've never seen him act. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably seen him a hundred times. He's just got one of those faces where I'm well, like... Nah,
2: this guy well, hopefully he has a Google alert because he's alive and he lives in Columbia, Missouri. He was born there and now he lives there and probably retired. So I hope it pops up in his thing. He's like, sweet, someone's talking about I've the Tiger.
1: <laughs> thank you, though, for this yes. one. I, I wish I knew who you were before this movie, but thank you for the performance you give in this movie. I'll never forget you now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's one scene I will definitely never forget. Many um, scenes, actually, in this movie. Uh, so we... <laughs> We get that they literally drive through his house. And when I say this. Oh, my God. He hears that they're cycling around his house because his friend JB, which is played by koto um, Yafet Cotto, uh warns him like, man, you just need to leave this alone. Don't irritate these motorcyclists. Yeah. You know, because after he saves the nurse he gets on TV. So they know who he is. Yeah, they like
1: show his house. Yeah. They're in front of his house. Yeah. So, so the, it's and and the uh, the the really aggro psycho guy in uh, the gang who's like kind of the second in command sees yeah. it on TV, freaks out and just yeah. like gives like this completely unhinged, wonderful performance for like 10 seconds in now, the movie and throws the TV when
2: he's on. That man did the future Gary Busey's cocaine because I yes. was like, you are on something. You, he, is he is next level. Yeah.
1: <laughs> next level shit.
2: And uh, they literally drive through his drywall right through a wall, which I was like, hey I guess that wall doesn't have studs
1: I love it because the first when they come to his house to come kill him or kill his family, they drive through a window and it takes down the wall underneath the window. And I'm like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. Then they then they drive through like his garage or something something like that, something else that's breakable. But then the next guy, (laughs) yes, does exactly (laughs) what you said, just drives through a fucking wall. (laughs) And
2: Gary Busey is five feet away, tucked in the corner of the wall. And I'm like whoa, if that motorcyclist doesn't hit his mark, probably his X on the outside of that, like, thin-ass drywall, Gary Busey's in another motorcycle. In a motorcycle accident. <laughs> accident. Um, oh man, I was these stuntmen are having a blast.
1: These stuntmen are the craziest motherfuckers <laughs> that I've seen this side of fucking the Philippines, <laughs> where they do the crazy shit. <laughs> when,
2: when I was watching this, I was yelling at the film. Uh, Matt's Matt seen me watch movies. I will be like, "Wow, what are you doing? Oh my god!" <laughs> I'm very I react to everything. And Sarah came back here when she heard me. She's like, "What are you watching?" I go, "These stuntmen are fucking gonna die." (laughs) (laughs) she just looks at me and she gives me that like (sighs) okay and then like walks away because I'm in my study here (laughs) watching a VHS Uh, I
1: I am not a movie talker and I was very animated during this film Uh, I was just blown away by shit like this where I'd be like, no way. Or I, I think I just said, no one was listening to me. Ashley was around, but she wasn't watching a movie or paying attention to me. I just said out loud, I went, that dude drove through a wall. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I wish we could have a montage of their faces when we're doing stupid stuff. Because I feel sorry for them sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's uh, They love us. They know that this is our thing. Um, <laughs> They, yeah. s- they say they love us. I think yes. it's true. I think it's true
2: sometimes. 85% of the time. <laughs> but
1: um, yeah, so the wife dies and the kid is literally comatose or like in shock.
2: Okay. Were well, her eyes open in one of the scenes like where she was in complete shock?
1: Yes. Her eyes stay open. I think they show her three times before she kind of comes out of it. Her, she doesn't blink, and it, like props to this little yeah, girl actress, yeah. she has her eyes wide open for like three different sections of this movie where she is supposed to be like I, completely in shock.
2: I'm glad her eyes weren't wide shut. What? That's a Christmas movie. I might have to watch it this year for the holiday. Oh, you know, that's have fun with that. <laughs> Damn you, Tom Cruise. Um, so I kind of love you too. Um. <laughs> it's, the, she dies, the wife dies, uh, and, and the daughter... They're both... All the women in this movie are just, like, there to get something done to them so we can have a reason for Boosie to be the hero. Yeah, basically. And I I feel like this, this entire movie basically doesn't have a woman that has a character.
1: Yeah, but I, I think... I'm going to defend this movie a little bit with that. I don't think the women... Are stupid you know they're not written to be damsels necessarily because we do see later the the nurse character is kind of a strong character it's just the bad guys are going after women basically in this yeah it's not so much that you know it's not like some movies where they the women are only there as props in the movie i feel mm -hmm. like this it's more than that well
2: i think that's i actually don't have a problem with this i only brought it up because we have a decent amount of female listeners ladies ladies thank you for listening to us be morons um (laughs) it's
1: because it's because ladies love movies like this too just like us (laughs) yeah
2: some of them don't admit it but more and more nowadays they're like yeah they're like this this is what i'm watching (laughs) i only bring it up because i was like uh you know like this is this was an entire it still goes on like where they can't but this movie on the other hand is i'm fine with it because this is made for men
1: well, it's also just, like, it's a Gary Busey vehicle. It is for Gary yeah. Busey to be the kind of only person you're following in this movie. Oh, so man. So it's fine.
2: What if it would have been, like, the motorcycle gain? They they always would have showed the motorcyclist with a helmet on, but never the face, and then at the end, it's a woman. Yeah. They could have done that. could have. Been-
0: all right, next, anyway, next, uh, time. next time. Next guys. time, guys. Uh, next time. I don't think they will be on next time.
2: <laughs> I don't think Gary Busey's going to be in any motorcycle movies. Um, yeah, anytime soon. <laughs> but uh, so <laughs> it, it, it's weird because JB is in this who's like a half-ass friend and half-ass cop. One, JB, he does a good job playing a friend. Yeah. Who also was like, one, he says, I'm going to retire in two days. So at the beginning, I was like, oh, well, you're dead.
1: Yeah, I was like, he's going to die. He I, doesn't. Spoiler alert: He doesn't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was like, "Hey, the black guy doesn't die,
1: and the guy who says he's retiring doesn't die. Like yeah, that's a double that's whammy. A double for whammy. These
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he he's fine, but he always is half asking things. He's like, i 'I'm not getting involved. I'm not gonna help you.' Oh, I'm not. And then at the very end, he does help. Uh, it was just kind of a stereotype of a friend. I just like I think it's funny that JB is a cop. Who never wears a uniform? Right,
1: he doesn't have to wear a uniform. He doesn't
2: have a badge. He doesn't even have a gun.
1: He has a gun in one scene. Yeah, one
2: scene, the end, and that's it. Uh, yeah.
1: But um, he doesn't. He doesn't look like a cop. He obviously is on Gary Busey's Bucks side. Uh, well, I he, think
2: they're both Vietnam vets. Like, yeah, they fought together,
1: and they're and they're friends. They. He's yeah. the one who picks him up. You know, like, they are friends. But he works for the guy that wants to keep ruining Buck's life. The sheriff. Yeah.
2: Very weird dichotomy here. (laughs) Yeah. Here's a scene. I might have to rip this. This made me... This is the only... There's two scenes that made me uncomfortable. One for a funny reason and this one for a real reason. So when the sheriff, played by Seymour Castle, um, Buck and the sheriff are arguing. And then the come on cat stop meowing okay I think our co-host is done meowing <laughs> sorry for that um, so the scene that made me uncomfortable was the sheriff looks at JB and just like hey who's talking and then JB goes the white man he's like yeah that's right the white men are talking and I was like Ugh. what are you
0: looking at black man I'm looking at a white man
1: that's right a real white man take a good look
0: now get him out of here boy
1: yeah no like this sheriff is horrifyingly racist he calls him boy yeah yep. you know, after he says it and what i think just makes him even more disgusting you know besides like his intro being shirtless and hands in his pants yeah. and being grossly racist he's also like a really small guy mm-hmm. too like he's really really short he's real thin he's real just like tiny and it, like something about when like tiny people act like that. They're just... They, they overcompensate, so they're super mm. gross, you know? Like, they're just super hyper-masculine and everything like that,
2: so... Even, even though they get their ass kicked by almost every other character. Right. And you can tell his, like, deputies hate him.
1: Yeah, like, the, the cops that work with him don't want to have it out for yeah. Buck. They're yeah. just, like, following orders, basically.
2: Yeah, it's like that trying-to-be-loyal... You know, you know the uniform and all this stuff, and you feel bad for him because you can see it in their faces. They're like, like one, "Fuck!" Okay. One deputy even warns him. He's like, "You sure you want to do this, Buck?" And Buck's, you know, not backing down. Yeah, and I, I completely buy it. But Gary Busey does such a good job as the hero in this. You're like, "No, I'm doing the right thing, and I don't care if it's if it's hard." Yeah, because basically yeah. every time he
1: goes after. These guys, because that's what he does. After after his wife and kid, if this has happened, he goes after as many of them as he can mm-hmm. alone, because no one no one wants to help him or whatever. Um, and the sheriff is like, you gotta you gotta stop this. You gotta get away. is like, don't
2: mess with them. Just like yeah. l- like. Get out.
1: Just leave. Just well, get out of here.
2: I mean, a pretty fucked up scene is, too, is like he's at his wife's funeral and they come up and drive past it to intimidate him.
1: Right. They don't do anything. They don't attack him. They just dr- they just show no. up while the priest is talking and rev the engines and drive around and... The sheriff shows up to stop it, but basically, yeah. he just is flexing, like, look at me, I am I got I, all the power, I control these guys and these guys, you know?
2: Yeah, and then afterwards, we find out that he is truly a slimeball, because, like, Blade confronts him, and, like, he's like, I can do whatever I want, take your money and shut up. Yeah. And then we find out, he's, like, he's slimy, he's awful. Yeah, he's just a weasel. Like, yeah. he's
1: just a, he's just a big
2: weasel. He, he's the Trump in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um... UC decides to uh, fight them and he needs a little help. So he calls in his, his Colombian drug lord friend and he's like, My truck's busted. I need. And he. So he sends his friends, right? Like, what does he say to him? I can't remember. Or does he write him a letter? He calls him. Calls him. Because he
1: has the letter that he gave him. He said, Anytime, it, yeah. anything, anywhere, you I call owe me. you. And he leaves his number. So he calls the number and he talks to the guy. And I'm thinking, as a viewer, I'm like, oh, he's going to put like an army together. He's going to have all these prison guys I, help him. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be nuts. And then they I show up. I thought this up. was
2: going to be Cubans versus motorcycles. Yeah.
1: And I, he, his friend shows up. It's not even him that shows up. His friend shows up and drops off a truck. And I'm like, oh, he just got a truck from this guy? No, no, no. This truck is weaponized. He gets basically like a tank pickup truck (laughs) a weaponized tank pickup truck
2: it's like bond for country boys
1: yeah yeah basically because it has like a joystick control panel that controls a bunch of like rocket launchers and machine guns and it's fully bulletproof and i'm like okay yeah, of course. And I, I, I literally, again, said out loud to no one. I was like, oh man, this movie just took it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, as soon as
2: it happened, I go, oh shit. <laughs> like, there's missiles in it. There's gallon guns or machine guns, whichever one uh, I think doesn't like. There's mortars or like bombs that come out of yes. the back.
1: There's like, yeah, it shoots off grenades. It shoots off missiles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it shoots off everything. It, pl- uh, it
2: plants mines, I think. Yes. Like, if someone's. Behind him, he just, like, drops some mines, and boom! Yes. (laughs) So it's
1: basically the best pickup truck ever um, that he gets.
2: Seriously, if you've not watched this film, stop everything... And go watch this And go
1: buy it and watch this. It's fucking great. And so he starts his revenge on them by not even using the pickup truck yet. He sets up a trap with a... He he has on the radio. He hears where they're going to be at all times. So he sets up a tripwire... Mm -hmm. To cut one of their heads off on the bike.
2: He decapitates one. I think the second one gets injured and then he goes to the hospital, right? Yeah.
1: No, this is not. No, this isn't the injury yet. That's the next next, thing. That's the next Home Alone trap. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he cuts off somebody's head and I was just like fuck like this is so this is exactly he, the kind of movie that i like
2: it <laughs> basically decapitates two motorcyclists yes w- one they show like the head rolling Yes, you're like yes! just the blood everywhere it's
1: nice and goopy <laughs> they like even cut to the head as they end the scene they cut to the head and it's just oozing and there's just like little bits of shit just hanging from yeah. the head like it's graphic it's
2: it's awesome why is he digging the hole a little bit later in the movie where the cop comes and talks to him was it just like a foxhole so he could hide in it? Maybe. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think remember there was any payoff on that. Oh, that might have been a mess up. But well, right after that, he uh, sets up his old pickup truck and puts a dummy in it. Yep. So when they come up and they start firing their guns at it and everything. and They're like, like
1: beating it in with baseball yeah. bats and things like that.
2: And then he sets up a bomb and just blows it up. Blows up like six guys. And yeah. I was like. At this point in the movie, he and has taken out, like, eight
1: dudes of the gang.
2: In, in the movie, there are, like, yeah, whatever amount of guys around it, and they blow it up, and these guys, like, fly back. And I'm like, whoa, that's real. <laughs> yeah,
1: there are real guys by a real bomb really flying through the air. Yeah, I was like,
2: <laughs> whoa, that's that can't be. Maybe that's why this movie wasn't released in the theater. The Union saw it, and they're like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> or... What happened to the second-in-command guy who was blown up and is in the hospital? He gets a stick of dynamite shoved up his ass. (laughs) Your people took my daughter.
0: I want to know where. Five seconds. About twenty seconds now. You
1: ride
0: wait,
2: wait, wait. <laughs> this this scene needs to be analyzed. <laughs> so he walks into the hospital, uh, which is supposed to be police guarded, but I think he just sneaks past them. Yeah. He comes into a room with a jar of Vaseline and a stick. That's all you know.
1: Yeah, I just I see a rod. I, I think he's rod, gonna yeah. beat I think he's gonna beat him with it. Cause I, it looks interrogation. Yeah.
2: And he takes off the top of the Vaseline. I'm like, what the I, I, you know where your brain's going here. Yeah. You're like, what is this? And he's talking to him and it's like, I ain't telling you shit. And Gary Buse is like, okay. So he takes the end of this rod. And shoves it in Vaseline. And I'm talking, like...
1: Grossly.
2: Caked in just Vaseline. It's slimy. Just slimy. It looks like the end of a, like... Have you ever pulled, like, a fence post out? And you know, like, how there's concrete and yeah. dirt and all that? It's just, like, an absurd amount of Vaseline. Like, yes. half the fucking jar.
1: He has tied... Because because this guy is tied up, because he's obviously a criminal. He's tied up in the, the hospital... Uh, he ties his one leg to his other leg so he's kinda yeah, turned yeah. over. And I now I know what's gonna yeah. happen because and of And he this.
2: shoves a rod up his ass and he's like Ah
1: And I'm like, ooh, this is pretty bad torture. Yeah. Then he lights the end of it and I realize it's, it's dynamite, dynamite. <laughs> And I go, okay, this might be the greatest movie ever made.
2: I know. I was like, wow, the truck was high, but this is high. (laughs) Um, You are fucking cracking the ceiling here.
1: And the reason he does this is because the bad guys have taken his daughter out of the hospital because the they realize he's been killing them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> as soon as it happens, they go, well, naturally. Yeah, they're going
1: to take the daughter. Yeah. And he's trying to
2: find out where they're you located. You killed his wife. You put his daughter in a coma. And now you take his comatose daughter. Yeah. And so, Wait, did she come out of a coma? Is that yeah, what they she stole came her? Out yeah, of that's it. Right, she came yeah. out of
1: it. She's not comatose anymore. But then they steal her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just
2: like, damn, these bad
1: guys are terrible. They are ruthless. <laughs> and she not she is not only taken, she sees the guard that Yafet Kodo puts in front of the door killed and she sees the other guy that's watching her that's uh yeah. Buck's friend the the other construction guy because that's where they work um he she sees him she so she sees like 3 people get killed and she's like maybe 6 yeah <laughs> Uh, she's she's gonna have she's gonna need a lot of therapy. Yeah, she's yeah. gonna be fucked up for some time. Uh, uh, but yeah, he shoves this stick of dynamite in this guy's ass, lights it up, and says, "You got thirty seconds to tell me where she is." And the yeah. thing starts burning.
2: I, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, oh no, they're gonna blow up a dummy! Please, 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 blow up a dummy!" <laughs> uh, he says where they're at, and he he doesn't. But
1: what I do love is he says he's like. I will put it out if you tell me where they are. And he writes it down, and he just walks away. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, yes, yes. You're going to blow up a dummy. And uh, it doesn't blow up, but it's long enough that it makes him have a heart attack and die, which is still pretty satisfying to watch also. Right. I would have loved to have seen him get his ass blown up, but watching him freak out, have a heart attack and yeah. die is still really satisfying too as a viewer who loves yeah. revenge movies. <laughs>
2: yeah, when he did the heart attack, I'm like, oh, I guess they couldn't afford an explosion. Probably, I, they, yeah. They, they had to save it up for the last like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he knows where to go and he's like, I need help. So he he
1: goes to the bingo hall. Yes, and And asks for help,
2: and nobody moves. (laughs) Playing it right now.
0: Thirty-five. Excuse me a minute. What in God's sake's wrong with you people? Don't you know what's going on out there? Are you just pretending not to see it? I can't believe this. This place is crawling with lice, and you're acting like it's Mayberry RFD and when I went off to Vietnam to fight I wasn't fighting for patriotism or some flag or some country I was fighting for this town so I could come back and marry Christie, have kids, raise a family, have a normal life you know, it don't matter how we wish things were. it matters how we deal with how they are now you gave Sheriff Copeland this town you gave it to him He's got it, he ain't gonna give it back. It's as simple as that. I'll tell you what, the next person that dies might be your wife or your kid. So I wanna know who is gonna help me.
1: Yes!
2: I love Gary Busey's monologues. Yes, it's so good. This one, they're just like, okay, he's going to talk to people. Here's what you say. And Busey probably took it and goes, that's good. I'll make it
1: better. And he does. He's like, he basically is saying, you know, we're not going to let these guys run this town. I need help. It's awesome. Amazing. And uh, nobody helps him.
2: (laughs) No no one even gets up. There's one guy who, like, you can tell he's frustrated. That he hasn't done anything, and I think also that no one else will help Buck. Yeah. And he ends up helping Buck. Yeah. But very little. And uh, He's part of, like, getting the other towns guy who show up at the end that don't really do much. Right. I always get, like, in revenge movies, or just basically 80s movies, they always like to have the gang at the end who really don't help, but it's kind of like, well, at least the town is trying.
1: Yeah, the town comes together to... At least intimidate yeah. the bad guys.
2: Like you're not. We're not going to take this anymore. Right.
1: Right. Um, we
2: voted for Reagan. Damn it.
1: Yeah. We're not going. We don't have to take it anymore.
2: We don't want you in our town, and we hate the red <laughs> fucking communists.
1: Um, but he does get the help from J.B. Mm-hmm. Who, who the entire movie. We're about you know hour and ten minutes into the movie here. And up until this point, has refused to help. He's like, I'm your friend. I'll do whatever you need for you, I but just, I cannot fight these guys. I'm the
2: first black cop in this town. I retire in two days. I'm just walking away, Buck. You should come with me. That's the type of character yeah. he is. But
1: instead of walking away... In the end, when they gotta save his daughter, man, they gotta, they find out where it is, they gotta go rescue his daughter. He's like, I'm gonna get in my plane and help you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they never set this up earlier, by the way, but apparently he flew a plane in Vietnam. This would be something to be like, you know, when they're talking, he's like, listen. I didn't fly all those missions in Vietnam to come to this town and die. You know, like something like that where it would yeah. come back. They're just like, no, nah, I can fly a plane.
1: Well, we see him working on the plane earlier when he asks, but you don't yeah, know if that's he just like, works on planes. That's <laughs> like
2: 50 minutes in. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like that when they typically films, especially action schlock... They will tell the audience, and almost turn to him, like they the will char- telegraph everything. When, yeah. yeah, when the character is first introduced, some action films do it better, where they you know subtly show it. And this one, they're trying to. They're showing him, but my brain never read. It. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm too dumb, but it never registered. I was like a plane. I thought you were a cop, and then nothing and for then, like an hour. <laughs> and then
1: he's flying the plane. Yeah, yeah, like no. the
2: fucking Red Baron. Yeah. I, man, if he would have had a scoop uh, a Snoopy scarf, that would have been amazing.
1: He did have like a thing. Not like a Snoopy scarf, but he had like a... a thing on. I don't know like what a, it was. Like a neck know. thing on. So yeah. I was like, he looked like the Red bear.
2: <laughs> and he's just like dropping grenades.
1: Yes. So they find the camp. And this is the camp where all of them are located, including his daughter. And he is driving in... Guns blazing. Yeah. He's, he's, they're all reverse like Gatling gun and machine guns in the back. And he's just shooting off missiles from the back of his truck, shooting off the fucking machine gun, just taking out guys. And yeah. I am just eating it up like yeah. Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I was like,
2: here's where the budget went. And it's like, <laughs> just, it's crazy. It turns, cause he goes out in the middle of the desert where they're all hiding and it just turns into Mad Max.
1: Yeah. Red Baron is dropping bombs on this
2: camp and guys are just flying everywhere. Debussy's driving through. They're exploding like just, you know, like 10-hour built sets. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, boom, boom. All this shredded wood is flying everywhere.
1: Guys flying through the air, too. Dust everywhere. Just, it's fun. Wonderful.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And when that's happened, after the dynamite, after the truck, after the dynamite, and then this, and I'm like, why isn't this talked about? This is a hidden gem. We we look for this is why we started this podcast. So this is we did what we it for the promos for. and the hidden gems and these random tapes. This is it.
1: This is one of those movies, and yeah.
2: isn't it awesome that like this is our Christmas episode? Oh
1: yeah, this, this is will be
2: dropped th- a couple days after Christmas. This is our fucking present. This is our present.
1: This is our present to you, fair listeners. You need to seek this movie out. It's it is gold.
2: <laughs> it's a beautiful film, and I love it.
1: There, there is a shot though when they are so we kind of cut back and forth we see gary busey saves his daughter he puts her in the car and he's still mowing out guys but you know he's looking for the guy yeah he's looking for the guy the, he,
2: he's taking out dudes while still like being aware enough to look for the leader
1: yes and all the while separately we see jb's perspective where he's dropping the bombs yeah. on the guys and he's dropping not only bombs but he's dropping like barrels of dynamite not barrels uh, tied together it's like a bunch of sticks of dynamite yeah. um, he
2: was just dropping grenades dynamite like shrapnel bombs yeah like, just it's everything. everything
1: everything and it's magnificent it's like it's like oh man watching him drop bombs on bad guys is really satisfying but what makes it more satisfying <laughs> is he keeps dropping different more explosive shit on them yeah it's like it, it knows what to give me to, like, satisfy me. He, like, lined
2: it up. He's like, that's one, that's two, yeah. that's three, and yeah. each one goes slowly up in explosion power. <laughs> yeah, it's magnificent. We're going to blow everybody up. It's
1: awesome. So, but when we, when we find the guy, when we find the main bad guy.
2: All right, I got my second pipe works here. We just had an interruption from my poor old cat, uh, who's a little senile.
1: It's our it's our third co-host. Yeah. We, we we know it, yeah, uh, so. and sometimes she has a lot to say, and that's yep, okay.
2: Yeah, that's, that's right. fine. We like uh, her opinions too. That's okay. I had a, a beer break, a pee break. Yeah, I didn't pee in the beer, luckily. And uh, what? Let's let's finish this off. So yeah.
1: So basically, what I was gonna say is he's tracking down the final bad guy, and there is a shot where they kind of come together. The plane flies over, and it's it's like. They hit uh, uh, one of the end wings or, you know, whatever the, the things at the end are.
2: Oh, yeah. And he starts, like, sputtering. And he's sputtering.
1: Yeah. So he's c- kicking up all this uh, dust, dust and, and fog and, you yeah. know, engine fluid burning or whatever. And then so it creates this fog. He flies by going towards the bad guy and through the fog jumps this giant pickup truck yeah. with Gary you in it. And I was like, this is Perfect. <laughs> is
2: that the truck with the sheriff tied up in it?
1: Is he tied up already at this
2: point? I, it, it, well, I don't know how this happens. So right, right before he like truly gets into a fist fight with the final with blade, the sheriff is used as like a decoy, and he comes up rolling up in a truck, and he's like, "You let me out of here!" And all the bad guys basically see him and say, "Let's just blow him up." Yeah, they might think it's a buck, but I don't really know, and they just boom and you see a burning body in the yeah. truck and you're it's, like whoa it's really really
1: again a revenge movie satisfying yeah. to watch this sheriff get burnt to a crisp blown
2: up yeah oh uh, and th- so when the two start fighting blade and buck uh they just bump into each other cuz buck's actually being smart he's waiting for um jb to drop all the bombs and yeah. everyone's going crazy they're running away everything's chaos then the townsfolk eventually come up after JB crashes. And it's basically a giant circle of motorcyclists and townsfolk creating a circle around this fist fight. And I'm like, and Eye of the Tiger starts playing. I'm like, it's it's fucking Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> it's street fighting desert. It, it's blue collar street fighting, actually desert fighting Rocky.
1: Yes. Now this would be super epic if it wasn't the third time they used "Eye of the Tiger"
2: in this yes, film. Yes, yeah, because yeah. they
1: use it in the opening credits and they use it when he gets the truck. Yep, and then it's this is the third time it shows up. But... It's still amazing though. <laughs>
2: Didn't they win an Oscar for Rocky Three doing "Eye of the Tiger"? I think they won Oscar I think for Best song. Original yeah. Song. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it's. Amazing. Because it's a fucking amazing song. It pumps you up.
2: Every time I see it, I want to do something. And then I remember, "Ah, I'm pretty lazy. Yeah, I'm not. I uh, am doing something. I'm watching Eye of the Tiger. I'm watching Eye of the Tiger.
1: (laughs) It pumps me up to watch revenge movies where I get satisfaction of watching the bad guys get blowed up.
2: (laughs) Blowed up. Uh, So they get into a fist fight, and we've seen this. Um, You know, and, and like they're fighting and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay. Let's do something. They do. He takes him, smashes his head into a mountain of cocaine. And you realize these motorcyclists are making all their money by selling drugs. And somehow, I don't know if they're making cocaine or like being the middleman that brings it in from over the border, but he basically kills him with cocaine.
1: Yes. He is throwing it in his face. He's fighting him in the cocaine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I thought, I'm like, wow, a smarter person could come up with a clever line of Gary Busey killing someone else with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. he. But yeah, he basically smothers basically him killed himself with it. Him. <laughs> him. <laughs> yes.
1: But he is smothering this guy in cocaine yeah. until the point of which he just like cartoonishly falls down.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so this is the funny thing. I was like, is he dead? I assume he's dead. No one checks his pulse. No one, like, runs him over. Yeah, he's dead. I guess Blade's dead. It was was weird, but the stuffing of cocaine into... Like at one time he takes like after he shoves his head into the pound of into the mound of cocaine, he lifts it up and then takes a handful of cocaine so shove and shoves shove it. Into yes. His face.
1: He's like trying to get him to have as much cocaine in his system as humanly possible yeah. at one time. And he opens
2: up his mouth too and like cocaine powder just like flies Sh- out shoots of it. Out, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you people, watch this. It's so num num nom, nom. Yes.
1: And then basically the motorcyclists get run out of town, and the town kind of comes together now that the sheriff's gone, and we get the, the wide-angle shot of the, the area where they just blew up everything as the motorcyclists are leaving, and the town comes together. Credits start running, but because this is a Japanese tape, the credits just stop.
2: <laughs> okay, so it looks like they ran just a few names, and yeah. then splice the tape because it's so abrupt yeah to an, to a commercial
1: to a commercial for the brand that puts out the tapes and cassettes and boom boxes that like this distribution company it's like basically a Sony for these tapes.
2: all the designers who did the you know the costumes, all, all the you know production that went behind this all the stuntmen, everything. Cut out.
1: Yeah, the Japanese people do not care about that. They're like, here's a commercial for our tapes. <laughs> do you think this is a legal tape? Uh <sighs> I don't think it is. Maybe not. It's probably not authorized. No, I, I have no almost, studio
2: logos on this. I'm almost guaranteeing I bought a bootleg tape. A Japanese a bootleg Japanese, tape. Japanese, yeah. Yeah. Because the subtitles also, instead of being <sighs> it's hard to say how this Like, when you look at most subtitles, they will put it around the picture so it doesn't interrupt the main action. This one is just blatantly in the same spot every time. It's like half the screen (laughs) because
1: they're giant characters.
2: (laughs) And they're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I would love to have someone who's... Who could read and speak Japanese, just tell us like how what the translation awful it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: God, it's probably fucking wonderful. Well, we know the translated title is just survival. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure it's
2: And that's because some half ass idiot who went to college in America came back home. He's like, Yeah, I guess I'll take this job after <laughs> college. And he's like, What does this mean? And he's like, He's surviving a motorcycle gang? Survival.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's different. Uh, if you ever come across any of these Japanese bootleg tapes of a- old 80s action movies in the wild, they're fascinating. You should pick one up.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, right. Yeah, I guess uh, we should move on to our museum.
0: This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. It belongs in a museum. So do you.
1: Uh, our museum, every week we take a look at the movies and we find something, whether it's something we want to love and look at forever or something that we want to learn from because it's terrible, and we put it in our museum so that we can save it forever. Uh, this week, uh, what do you have to put in your museum from Eye of the Tiger?
2: Uh, I, I'm putting it in the truck. Okay. It's, do be- it. it's beautiful. Do it. That truck is just, it's everything I want in an action movie. Gadgets. Yeah. And I love how it's like a blue-collar gadget.
1: Yeah, it's like the working man. It's a pickup truck of death.
2: (laughs) Ooh, I think we just wrote another movie. Pickup truck of death. It would sell in the Bible Belt like no other. Yes. It's hot. It's hot. Pick it
1: up. Uh, I'm going to put a stick of dynamite up somebody's ass right now. Uh, What a way to go. Um, I just wasn't expecting it. And it, it, it perfectly took me by surprise, and uh, it's it's a wonderful revenge scene. I got a lot of satisfaction yeah. out of it.
2: I'm assuming the character learned it from Vietnam. I don't know it. Some
1: some sort of torture technique.
2: Because most of the stuff that happens in this is like macho.
1: Yeah, it's punching people. We didn't in even face. mention the lassoing yeah. of the guy. He does the yeah. Listening.
2: He lassos someone from his truck. Yeah, I think JB's tr- driving the truck. Yes. Oh, so JB did do a little bit before But the he plane. didn't get his
1: hands dirty. He wasn't, he was just like, you get the guys. Yeah. He thought they were. he was just going to scare them. He's like, you get the guys. I'll drive the truck, but don't kill anybody and don't make me do anything.
2: Yeah. yeah it's like, I don't want to be accountable. I'm yeah. just driving a truck and you happen to lasso a motor, or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a motorcycle gang member. Yeah. Um. So that's, oh man. It's, it's gonna so, be good. so good. It's so good.
1: I, like, Fully, with every fiber of my being, recommend this movie.
2: Yeah, and there's, like, I recommend a lot of movies, but I recommend, like, getting the analog version of this more than ever. There is yeah. something... I, I mean, obviously, support Screen, er, Shout Factory and all the action that they put out. <laughs> my brain was had, like,
1: why? They don't support us? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, sponsor us. And <laughs> we'll support you.
2: Um, be a little bit nicer when we request an interview. That's all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> savage uh sorry no no by all means
1: (laughs) but but there is something about watching this from the time it came from it's beautiful like uh, on a faded vhs it's kind of a whole nother experience and i think you kind of have to have that to have the full experience
2: i felt like a kid watching an action movie that no one knew about and then I could go to the playground and tell everyone about it.
1: Right. Yeah. This felt like something that we found. Yeah. You know, like because we were watching it on VHS, because we hadn't heard of it before, we just picked it on cover. It alone. was a
2: complete wild card, and it like we hit big.
1: Yeah. This is yeah. This is what we do this for. So like, if you haven't seen this still yet, and you're still listening to this, you gotta do it. God, and yeah. if you find a tape, by all means, do it.
2: Yeah. So we'll we'll end. uh Wait, no. We have one more. We have more. I just... This isn't our Christmas... This is the episode before Christmas, but our true, I guess, Christmas episode is what you're giving to me now. I'm giving you a Christmas present right now.
1: Just like a real kid on Christmas. Just tearing it up without
2: even saying anything. (laughs) I don't even say thank you. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, I haven't watched this in 10 years. From producers of Jurassic Park... And the director of Speed, we have Twister.
1: We had to get Jake in here somehow. Yes. And Jake's movies—he's been more prolific as an actor in the DVD era. He hasn't been so much in a lot of uh, VHS movies, but he does have a brief, maybe not even speaking performance in Twister. But Jake Busey is in Twister. He's one of the the guys. We're watching Twister this week.
2: It's a Gale Force movie. Yeah sorry sorry that's uh that's literally <laughs> a quote in the back which we'll break down yikes that's a dad quote yeah In the that funny guys hey. gale force you get it because it's powerful okay uh, uh yeah i oh this is exciting man twister twister i seriously don't think i've watched this since
1: i haven't watched this in 20 years
2: <laughs> i haven't seen this in forever when did this come out 96
1: 95, 96. 95. okay. Somewhere yeah. in there. One of those two.
2: And I also love how we've gotten... Uh, Bill Paxton? We've got Mr. Bill Paxton twice in this month, too. Yeah,
1: it's well, there's a lot of crossover with, uh, with the Buseys, well, apparently. That
2: ruins my Bill Paxton February, which was, that I just lied. That wasn't real.
1: Yeah, and like we're going to cover enough Bill Paxton movies over the course of this like, podcast.
2: <laughs> I feel like Bill Paxton's a guy we will cover a lot, but it will never be the main focus of Bill Paxton. Yes, correct because he's in so
1: many like b like action and horror and these kind of vhs movies it's gonna be great
2: um but yeah thank you for listening uh rate and review subscribe us on itunes and subscribe on youtube see all of our trailers that we pop up
1: yeah hopefully i
2: guarantee you twister's got a bunch
1: that's another reason i picked it i thought that that we'd have some stuff to talk about with that one like we'll have some promos or something okay yeah
2: oh i forgot one note Um, (laughs) it says this in this. So there are two, two songs from, uh, of this movie. I have the tiger, obviously they play like three times, but there's also from Rocky four living in America. So I'm assuming these, uh, producers, director, whoever huge Rocky fans.
1: Yeah. Just licensed the fucking Rocky music.
2: (laughs) They're like Rocky three came out in what? 82, 83. Let's make another movie. That's like not Rocky, but with Rocky's music.
1: Yeah. We really like Eye of the Tiger as a song, but we don't want to do another boxing movie.
2: <laughs> Wait, is the song Coming to America or Living in America? I think it's Living in America. It's Living in America. Coming to America is a movie. Yeah,
1: Coming and... to America is something else. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. It's a, Something in America. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Living in America.
1: Very good. Well, we're bringing it all, uh, bringing it all together with the Rocky series.
2: Yep. All right. Anyway. Come back next week. We're doing Twister. See us in all the pod stuff. And remember to be kind.
1: And rewind.
2: Hey, everybody. What's up? I'm here, too. We are the Jersey Ghouls, a horror podcast based out of the Garden State. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Marissa's scholarly conversations. By the way, if you Google psycho female, you definitely don't get the name of the actress from Psycho. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Nate's thrilling debate. Why? Why are you so resistant against because it? Because do, don't you start! Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Jackie's love of 80s slasher movie, Topless Seat. Whoa, Jackie, this is a feminist podcast. I know. I'm a woman. And as a woman... I appreciate a nice set of jugs. Okay, but you shouldn't call them jugs. Hooters? Bazungas? Tatas? Dirty pillows? Uh, I I like boobs, too. Can can I call them fun bags? No! (laughs) We're the Jersey Ghouls. You can find us on social media by searching Jersey Ghouls on Facebook, Twitter,
0: YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also find our blog and podcast on our
2: website, jerseyghouls.com.